Welcome to the Ladies at the Lab podcast. I'm your host, Megan, and I want you to come on a journey with me as I navigate the world of digital marketing, women in leadership, and pretty much everything in between. Each week, you can expect me to talk about all things trending, work-life balance, and how I'm keeping things fun in all the places. Are you ready to pump up the jam? If so, let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Ladies of the Lab podcast. I feel like I do that thing every time. Whenever I start an episode, I'm really excited about it because I'm like, Um, I'm really excited. I feel like I say this every time that I have an episode about my guest today. Um, Today, I have a professional business smarty pants, um, Chelsea Bastocki. She's with Sweaters Iced Coffee in Franklin. Um, but she's also my friend. And so we started out being friends and then we started having a lot of things in common. And um, then marketing just got to get added to the list of things that we talk about. Yeah. Can I tell the people how I low-key stalked you into friendship? Yeah, let's do it. Do you remember this? Uh, I I remember that you reached out to me about like being friends, which was super flattering. And then also like, she doesn't know what she's about to get herself into. <laughs> I feel like I knew. Because you're 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 100% self in every space, and so um, you really feel that way. Absolutely, um, that makes me very happy. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, I mean, we have so many uh, overlaps in mutual friends, and so we were social media acquaintances. And it was at a point in my life where I was like looking around. I was like, I need I need a buddy to like vibe check me at any given moment because I just kind of felt like I was lost in like not really sure what was going on in my life, hard to make heads and tails of things. And I would just see you post on Instagram like, man, Megan is incredible. And one Stop day it. I just got like, I just flipped a switch and I was like, I'm going to be bold and brave. And I sent you a DM and I was like, hey, do you want to get together sometime? And it, I mean, the rest is history. I remember like we got together and it was like, what's your vibe? What's your vibe? Me too. Like so much like, yes, same girl, like yeah. amen. Yeah. All of that. So we've just been hype girling. That makes me sense. How long? I don't know how long. I'm I mean, bad at it. Dates. Was like, it was like, is it after the pa- like, it in, was pandemic? Time. It was like yeah. toward, like, I feel like towards the end of 2020, maybe. Yeah. It was just weird. I, yeah. Everything there is a full time suck. I have it's no a idea. Blur. Yeah. Um, it feels like forever in a good way though. Mm-hmm, um, sure. I feel super comfortable, but the thing that I love about having a conversation with you is that it is nothing's off limits. We have a lot of things in common and we can talk just about anything, agree to disagree, even excuse me and drinking diet Coke. So got belches on deck. Um, <laughs> but that's where, that's where I just get excited about the conversation because I feel like we've been able to talk so well personally, but then also professionally um, and philosophically about business and marketing and social media and what's on the internet. All the layers. Yeah. Layers but layers. we're also girl moms, both Absolutely. of us. Um, which, and two girls. Mm-hmm. It gives me chill bumps a little bit because mm-hmm. I'm sentimental like that. And sporty spice husbands. Sporty spice husbands. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both like sports. Mm-hmm. We can get into that whole mo that whole moment and sit in the mood in the space for our sporting events. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love a good Kardashian gossip trash drama on the internet big charcuterie girls yes so many things all the layers oh it makes me so happy also i need to know about well this is this is totally a squirrel we never debriefed about beyonce you saw beyonce this summer and i i love her i know that you love her and so 
listen, it's been on my bucket list. When she came to Nashville in like 2019 or something, I got deathly ill. And I was like, no, 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 I'm going to rally. It's Beyonce. I'm uh. absolutely not missing this. So it was my husband and two really close, two close friends of mine. We were in Nashville. I remember going to the bathroom, looking at myself in the mirror and thinking, you're going to die here. Like your body is what was wrong giving, with you. I don't even know. I called my mother-in-law. Like I ordered food, went to the bathroom. And I was like, I don't really think I can rally. I really don't think I can. Not you left Beyonce. the Beyonce concert. I never even made it to the concert. This was at the restaurant. I called my mother-in-law and I was like, Hey, I really need you to come to this place in Nashville and pick me up. Cause I, I can't, I can't. And I want them to carry on. I want them to have this experience, this on the run tour. It was at Vanderbilt. This was her Lemonade album. This is Jay-Z doing his oh. whole thing. It was the two of them. Sublime. Absolutely missed it because I could not breathe. I couldn't, like, I was just so sick and I was trying to rally. I remember thinking, when that bass hits, I'll, be, I, I'll, be, I'll, I'll vaporize. Like, there's no way. Like, I'm, I'm barely holding it together in this restaurant bathroom. And, like, I'm not going to be able to be okay. She said when that bass hits. I just knew. And so this past July, I, well, when she announced her Renaissance tour, I grabbed my husband and I said, whatever it takes, mm -hmm. I'm going to be there. The firstborn. If she, she <laughs> must go. Literally whatever it takes. And I, I was like, I, I, the fear of God, like look into my eyes, into my heart and soul. I must be there. This yeah. is my redemption. So I made it and I went with my really close friend, Jenna, and we just were big Beyonce girlies. We love Beyonce. Yeah. And my husband scored the best seats. We was got. it hot? Um, It wasn't hot. It um, I can't because you were in the summer. I think you went the week after I went to see Shania Twain. Well, and I was like, OK, what are people wearing to Taylor Swift era's tours? Because right. I'm like, OK, I mean, it's like the same kind of not the same, but like metallics are big, like yeah. trying to like figure out my outfit but we had club seats so if it was too hot we went inside Ugh. and if it rained oh, i'm sorry what you had club seats yes Stop. so i was like listen I, listen it was a glorious moment highlight of my life big bucket list situation yeah i cried like four times it's fun because you probably grew up listening to her absolutely yeah. and i i just i think she hung the moon and i i'm just a super beyonce fan the girl i was nervous about who would be beside me because i'm like they don't know what they're about to deal with and so when she sang um oh what's she saying uh i care I like broke down in tears and the girl beside me was like, that's my song. And I was like, it's my song. <laughs> and like, we had a moment, a tender yeah. moment. I'm crying. Cause I'm like, I care. Like, this is like an anthem for me. Yeah. And so, Aww. I mean, gosh, it just kind of kicked off from there. And when she's like talking to the audience and like, you, everyone's so beautiful. I was like, I know you see me up here. <laughs> You're looking at me when you say that. Yeah. I mean, truly like it was, is a, a big like milestone moment in my life that I'll remember. Like Super I love cool. it. Yeah. Well, that's fun. I don't, like I said, that was totally a rabbit trail, but I was like, I haven't gotten to process this with you. So mm -hmm. this feels important. Yeah, it was amazing. Awesome. Uh, well, I guess that'll be a good way for us to segue into our normal segments that we do. So first we do, uh, what have you been up to? It's Thursday. So you can tell me about your weekend if you want to. We just got a fall break. So maybe you can just catch me up on what you got, you've had going on. What's up with you? I was going to say, uh, we, we staycationed yeah. for our fall break. And so I know that you traveled and did things. I'll say in general, what we've been up to in the Bistaki household 
is I have two elementary school girlies and it is a whole different ball game. Mm. I've got one who is a cheerleader who has expressed that she's going to cheer until she dies. So I'm thinking like Savannah Ooh. Nana's is probably <laughs> where she's going to end We're going to have to invent a place for you to cheer yeah. for the rest of your life. Yeah, she's like, this is it for me. I'm Because uh, uh, she and my youngest daughter were talking like, you know, what are you going to do after cheerleading? She's like, nope, this is it for me. I'm, Did you I'm, say, oh. Oh man, that was a whole time. Technical difficulties. Um, it's fine. Everything's fine. Did you see the TikTok I made when JoJo, when she left preschool, said her career of choice was cheerleader, and it was me and Sadie breaking to her that cheerleading's not like a career option. And I'll have to show it to you. And she's like, "I know." And she's like on the floor. Oh my gosh, how did I miss that? Uh, I'll show it to you. It would be JC, like. No, not it's Lily. It would be Lily if you told her that cheerleading was not an option career wise. You're telling her to just live her dream. She God made her in a special way. She knows no boundaries, and so if you were to say like, "Hey, that's not really that's not long term kind of thing that people do," she'd be like, "I'm gonna find a way." Like that's her energy. That geriatric cheerleading. Yeah, yeah. She's like, "I will do this." (laughs) Um, But yeah, my youngest started kindergarten, and so we're just like, "What? What is this life?" Yeah. Um, my husband is absolutely incredible. He crushes it for Nashville soccer club. So I'm like a sporty spice wife, yeah. um, which I love going to games. There's so much fun and supporting him and everything that he does. Yeah. It's just, it's a big highlight, big, uh, hype wifey. Um, but that's sort of what we've been up to. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Um, I will say that to elementary school children is a game changer. Um, we're navigating like morning vibes, like who mm. is a morning person and who is not and learning our kids and learning why we might have trouble in some types of areas at different times during the day. Um, it's been a whole discovery process as to like what works best because they share bed, they share a bedroom, mm-hmm. they share a bathroom. Same. And so we're running into like, my girls are, but there's a bit of a different age difference between the two of them but it is literally like ripping each other limb from limb in the morning and I'm like okay how can I diffuse this situation and I'm like I don't know so we're just having to try different things because when they're not when they're in school together they're doing all the same things at the same time whereas if they were in preschool you'd get to go later or mm-hmm. whatever and mm-hmm. so that's fun I don't know how your girls are like that but I'd say it's flip-flop I think the afternoons are more of a chaos yeah um it's it's giving me flashbacks uh when when my girls are like under the age of two every day at four o'clock there was the infamous four o'clock meltdown i posted about it on my social media everybody knew people would text me and be like you okay you making it and all i knew to do was throw snacks at them like at that age it's like you're probably teething i don't know give you something frozen like whatever works. And so we should just do that now. I was about to say we've, we've reverted. We've adopted the two under two mentality of like, I'm just throwing snacks at you until you're in a better mood, which is kind of like girly energy of like, give me snacks. Yeah. Mommy loves you. It's going to be okay. Like, you know, let's do some math after, you know? Yeah. I think, uh, protein bar. I was genuinely hangry yesterday before lunch. And then I immediately felt myself feel a little bit better than I was before. Mm -hmm. Um, but after we're paying for fall break, like for fall break. Okay. I'll get into what I've been up to since we're kind of segueing. Mm-hmm. We went to the beach, which mm-hmm. was great for me. And we had like this light bulb moment at the beach where we were like, this feels like a vacation again, because I'm not wiping somebody's butt. Mm-hmm. 
you can sleep in that room and not get up in the middle of the night. Yes. Don't have to worry that somebody's going to wake you up like sound machine, passy, mm-hmm. that whole situation. Um, and you can swim and yeah. you can get your own snacks and everything's accessible for you. Um, the beach access was literally like 20 yards from our front door. And so our house had a pool. We felt comfortable mm-hmm. since there were a ton of kids and some of them were older sending them oh. back to go swim. And so if they were like just all done, mm-hmm. we could send them back. And so Jacob and I had a great vacation, probably one of the better ones as a family that we've mm-hmm. had in a long time, probably t- 11 years. Yeah. It makes a difference when they have buddies to play with. Cause if it was just left up to the two sisters, it's over. Thanks. Yeah. So we had a little bit more freedom, but they also had a little bit more freedom. Mm-hmm. Jacob decided that we were not going to be like sticklers on bedtime, mm-hmm. which is hard for me um, because it's almost like insulated adult time. Like mm-hmm. I know that I get to have this time mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But he was like, I just, we fought with them last year because their friends weren't having to go to the bed at the same time. Oh, yeah. And if we just, we discover that it's causing a problem, like during the day with their attitude, we'll just switch it up, start putting them to bed at seven, like mm-hmm. or eight or whatever. So, um, everything was yes, pretty much like. We do all of the cooking at the house, mm-hmm. so it's not like we were going out anywhere. So it was like, oh, that's nice. Snacks all hours of the day. You want to swim? You want a hot tub? You want an ocean? You want a paddleboard? You want to? Yes, 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 yes. We're gonna go to get ice cream this night. We're gonna go to the arcade this. Yes, 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 yes. So this week, yeah, yeah, yeah. nope. <laughs> double middle fingers to me because <laughs> we have to pack lunches and mm-hmm. we have a couple of little things. That, and I say a couple because I do way more stuff than I should for my kids. That's on me. But, like, one, I ask you to do one thing, mm-hmm. and you are freaking out on me. So afternoons at our house has been a little bit more difficult because mm-hmm. we're trying to get back into the groove of things. So that was an adventure yesterday. Right. It was fun. Fun times. But then it's just like, you know what? Everybody's probably tired. I'm tired. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's a hard thing for my kids to admit, but... Getting back on the schedule, those loud jokers out there. Now you know what I'm referencing, like anytime you hear me say that, because these walls are like... It's, it's crazy what these mics pick up. Right. Um, but anyway, so we did fall break this week. Um, I'm literally just trying to dig out of the weeds at home because there's stuff piled up at home. My house was in good shape, but like the little project type stuff that I haven't had time to get to is now feeling... Like I feel like up. beach and pool day laundry is the worst. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm empathizing for you a little bit on that. We Return had, from vacay laundry pile with the towels. We had a washer and dryer there, oh. which was awesome. So I did the majority Perfect. of my laundry, but I did have a, a junky, nasty wet bathing suit pile. Yeah. One, just one look. That's not bad. That's not bad. Well, I'm glad to know what you've been up to. I know that you're like me and you probably appreciate the shift in the weather. Oh, absolutely. Big fall girl. My birthday's coming up. Like I'm thriving. Yeah. I think next week I'll be in the zone, like in the pocket because the temperatures will really feel like I haven't been outside since this morning, but Mm -hmm. I know it's supposed to be warmer today. I I try to uh, enact uh, Coldplay season. Oh, the band Coldplay. Yeah. So I feel like it's a fall vibe because when I was in college, I would listen to Coldplay walking from one of the places that I live to my class on campus and so I just associate with the fall, but Aww. I have to, I have to like Miyagi where it goes because, 
you know, I'm going to decorate for Christmas November 1st. I, we're both big Christmas girlies. Menu, menu. And so I'm going to start listening to Christmas music at the end of October. So it's like you got to stuff it so all I've in. So i got to figure out when to, but it's like, you know, for a while it wasn't, it was like, you know, there's fall stuff on people's houses, but it's 85 degrees outside. Totally. So I'm like, when am I going to have Coldplay season? And so this past it's Sunday, it was like <laughs> a frost advisory. I was like, that's it. I'm going to make this a thing. And I was like, Nick, from now on, whenever it's the first frost advisory, I'm going to have Coldplay season. So I'm like in the kitchen vibing to Coldplay. And he's like, what is happening? I'm like, I'm trying to make it happen. It was just giving like mean girls like stop trying to make Coldplay season. You but shut up. You so, don't tell me. No, I think that he vibed with it, but he was he was working on like a little home home improvement project. So he was like, what is happening? You're sure. Doing weird kitchen um, I listened to Maggie Rogers yesterday. I felt like she was kind of a vibe. Oh, yeah, we like Maggie Rogers. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Good. All right, so um, now we are going to get into our segment, and I have a really good one. I'm proud of myself. That's my favorite. Huh? Um, be it a trend on the internet or a song or a show or a food or a restaurant or, I mean, Coldplay, whatever. What What is your current favorite? Okay, so I was trying to brainstorm because I knew this was coming. Yeah. I have so many favorites. That's okay. You okay. Say, say them all. Okay. Here's, here's one, one thing I do want to say uh, from a social media marketing standpoint. Oh, bring in the resources. So I'm constantly looking at like reels, trying to like see what the trending audio is. I know that you guys reference this in the podcast. Uh, one thing that's really funny in our household, because I do this professionally and for fun, mm-hmm. my girls know all of these trending audios and I'm sure my your daughters do, do too. too. Yeah. So the three of us will be just be vibing through the house, like singing whatever the, the current meme song is. And Nick is like, what are you guys singing? I'm like, Get how on. do you not know? Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Literally you took the words from my mouth because nationwide. <laughs> Jacob came in the other day and he was like, that's the first time I've seen surprise, surprise. And I was like, oh, wait, what? I'm sorry, all what? of our bodies shift and look at him and go, what are you talking? And then my sister, Caitlin, uh, she's not big on, on Instagram and TikTok as much as I am. She knew. Her son knew. And she said that they were doing something around the house and he went, surprise, surprise. Oh my God, that's incredible. <laughs> I will say this. I wanted to ask you, have you heard the Biscuit song? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Oh my gosh. I have traumatized so many. I think it's hilarious. It's, it's great. We have a new, we have a new iced coffee flavor and we were like talking about the tasting notes and, I was like, and we can, we came to the consensus that it's like, you know, like jam on biscuits. And I was like, you guys, we've got to use this audio. <laughs> and they're like, absolutely not. That's disgusting. That's so like trigger warning, red flag. Well, if you, it depends. <laughs> It depends on where your mind goes. Like if it's, I can totally see it and I can see Mm -hmm. how it would pop off. Mm -hmm. But if you're in the wrong frame of mind and you go there, then like, which all of them go there. Right. But if you put it with your coffee, that's the jam biscuit. I love that idea. I'm just, I'm just always trying to like bring in like some measure of ridiculous. 
Like, I just think that's entertaining. Like, how over the top can you be? But that makes an impact. Like, people remember that stupid, stupid sound because it's funny and it's ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, is that your favorite? No, it's not. (laughs) But I just wanted to make sure that we had this moment where we recognize that, you know. We need to have a Our daughters are very much in the know. And we're in the know. And Uh we're just scooting around the house singing whatever is And then our husbands are like, what are you talking about? What is this? Get on board. Uh, But all that to say, we need to have, like, a pajama party with, like, a filtered tiktok viewing session mm-hmm. <laughs> just, absolutely well and sadie can read so she laughs at a lot of the oh. references yeah we've gotten into that as well <laughs> here's what i will say my tiktok is unhinged my yeah. instagram reels is pg well <laughs> my my tiktok we i've said this so many times we decompress a lot of the times i'm like do you want to watch home videos or tiktoks in my bed and they're all oh, like tiktoks yes, memories and, and so i'm yeah. like okay listen i don't know what's about to happen yes I'm trusting you. Mm-hmm. And usually like if I can tell it's going a direction, I can swipe or if there's words, I'll go words. and like, just, yeah. So gosh. And like, you know, elementary school age is so much of like, Oh my gosh, what does this word mean? And it's just like big, like eyeballs at your husband. Like, Oh my God, how do they know that? Yeah, and terrifying. it's just a lot of like those conversations. And I think that like, you know, being in social media and like having my phone out and doing these things, it's a very good opportunity to teach healthy digital like practices of like, if you see something that's inappropriate, like you swipe past it. Like, you know, I hope that at some point when you have a phone, like, you know, you see me modeling this for you and then you do the same, you know? So, um, I mean, it's insane to think about because no one had to teach us what was appropriate, like digital, like morality or I don't know. What's the word for that? Like, um, um, out responsibility i don't know old exposure like uh we were talking about this yesterday a little bit because um we can't really control what our kids are exposed to in so many different environments as Mm -hmm. far as like content right but it is allowing them a space to process what they've seen without shame or ask mommy what does this word mean right or I heard so-and-so talking about this at school. Yeah, being so, the source. Exactly. So we were talking about that yesterday with just a whole whole ball of conversations about different stuff because I don't want to overexpose my kids, mm-hmm. but I'm like, my kid hears stuff on the bus, and she's on the bus for seven minutes. Right. Like, so I would rather create an environment where – they come in, they've either heard it in my presence and had an opportunity to, for me to explain it and us process it together, right. or they don't feel uncomfortable because it's a quote bad word mm-hmm. or uh, sh- we shouldn't talk about that sort of right. thing. Like I want them to feel comfortable. So it's more about like, we can't really control what they're exposed to, mm-hmm. but we can control whether or not we're available to sure. process yep. or if we're going to create shame. But I, I, I don't want to be that parent that's like, yeah, sure, whatever you want to watch, whatever you want to listen to, it's cool. Yeah, we don't do that. We don't do that, but it's just hard anymore to, I don't know, like in my house it was like no cussing, no this, that, and Mm -hmm. the other, no music that has this, that, and the other. I'm just like, how do you keep your kid now? Because it's at the literal fingertips of everybody. There's no way. Great times. Nobody Uh, taught us how to do it. I will say this. We, We wrapped up. The documentary last night. Which, which one? This is what I'm going to tell everyone. If you're listening to this podcast Is right this your now, favorite? <clears throat> it's my favorite TV show right now. It's that David Beckham documentary. Okay. Oh I, I want to watch that one. First of all, very beautiful man. Second of all, 
Posh Spice, in also, all caps, wow. was my Spice Girl. <laughs> she was my flavor Spice Girl. Let me tell you how specifically she was my flavor Spice Girl. Mm-hmm. I remember being obsessed, as was every young lady in the 90s. And we'd go shopping on the weekend at Goodies, and there was... <laughs> that was like, that instantly listen, put me in a time machine. <laughs> Murphy's Burn Natives. Y'all know Goodies, you know. It was over by the mall. It was over the mall, yeah. Mm-hmm. You walk in, and there was a rack of black leather leggings. Oh, my God, I wanted them so bad. And beg, 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 please, please, please. I mean, my dad is a big Wrangler jeans guy. There uh-huh. was no way on this living earth I was ever walking out of that building. And I just like, like, please let me, let me please have these. Did black you please leggings. tell me you got them? I love the all black look. Well, and so I was telling this story recently because I was like, I'm about to be all about this documentary. Like, I'm obsessed. And uh, they're like, oh my gosh, well, you know, how did you reconcile ever like getting the leggings? Like, do you know me? Do you know that I live in leggings? Like ever since they became like a normal athleisure look in like 2014, like I've never turned back. Are you kidding me? I live in them. I meant it to win it. They're not leather because I've seen friends and I know how that ends. Uh, And yeah, no, I'm doing like proper athleisure leggings. Yeah. Yeah, right. But did you get the other ones at goodies? No, I never got oh, them. Please, sad. no, no, no. That was never going to happen. <laughs> okay, what's your current favorite other than Beckham? Because I want to watch oh, it. I saw the little it. clip where it was like she was talking about living a rough life, and he was like, Be, nope. let me correct yeah, you, ma'am. I love that. I love that. So much of their relationship, Nick and I would look at each other and be like, you know, we're kind of the same. Like, well, they've like, been together for a long time. Yes. And, you know, honestly, it's like one of those things where it's like you're a celebrity couple, especially when you watch it and you really see, like, the nitty-gritty of how it was mm-hmm. um and probably still is but it's like how do you maintain that integrity in your relationship like it's like wow that's inspiring um but just how real they are they don't like shift who they are for each other or so it's perceived in the doc- documentary and so it's just really cool nick is the soccer guy mm-hmm. and so, i was about to say like, i wonder if that oh, gave him babe. some empathy for maybe some of the players that he's around like what it must be like i mean not as high profile as that because they were both on another level it was like a kelsey swift situation of sorts well and so like when miami came to play in nashville recently like he was in the room with all these people so we're sitting here watching this documentary and he's like i was like five feet away from david beckham like that guy right there that's on tv it was like five feet away from him like he's just reliving all of his own personal memories so it's just wild yeah yeah Uh, that's that's my favorite i will say this this has been my current icebreaker sweat Great icebreaker question. I'm asking everyone I know, what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh. Because I know that you're a singer, it's, and I know, you know you've know you got some songs on deck. It's so funny. We sang karaoke while we were at the beach. Oh, gosh. Um, Jacob did Fancy, which he knows every <gasps> word to Reba McIntyre Fancy. And he was so pissed at me because I put his name on the list. So I was like, bro. Oh, my gosh. You just volunteered him. Uh-huh. That's and amazing. then he took his name off the list. Okay. And then our friend went and put it back on there oh without gosh. telling him. <gasps> so he was not ha- he was not happy. Okay. But he knows every word to fancy. And my big burly husband singing Reba McIntyre is a crowd pleaser, let wow, me just say. Oh, that's amazing. So not to talk at that point we um it was later on in the evening and this little child, one of maybe four children at this karaoke spot, uh-huh. we were playing trivia, singing karaoke not super kid-friendly environment. So there were a couple of children there mm-hmm. and this kid got up and sang and I looked at my friend and I was like, I will not be stood up by a child. I was like, get out of my way. I'm going to put my name on the list. 
And she was like, what are you saying? And I was like, man, I feel like a woman.H, yeah. You Duh. doubled down on the, yeah. You got a country music gang. Yeah. It, and every lady in the place stood up and lost her mind because she was like, this is my song. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody can sing it. And so, and I sounded like complete trash because you can't sing karaoke serious like well, so we were having this conversation at the office so we do like a like a brunchy friday vibe where we bring like icebreaker questions i love that like, have like a cool casual moment in the mornings culture yeah building culture uh so we were talking about it and in nashville there's so many people who like their goal is to be a musician they're like everyone's so good at singing it's like i wouldn't it can know be a little intimidating <laughs> of like oh my gosh you guys i just sing to myself and my kids in my car like, yeah you're not ready i'm not ready like <laughs> too much pressure so, and and i'm a big introvert girly like i love to have fun with friends but like it would take a certain amount of you wouldn't sing courage. i don't know i don't know i've never been asked i've never planned it but like this is my question i want to be prepared okay this is where all this is coming from i'm pulling the audience like what's your song is your song a good song i'll add it to my list mm -hmm. so i'm building a playlist of karaoke contenders oh. that i've been adding to this is my philosophy i don't know that i'm going to execute melodically and rhythmically what's happening so you don't I have, have to. to go full theatrics oh so what songs like would suit themselves best for just insane theatrics that all these people be like oh my god i need to know what's on your list i'm about to give it to you god i love where this conversation's going um another one of my favorites is you and i lady gaga but it's not a oh or what about like living on a prayer oh okay hold on, hold on. i'm I've, I've momentarily forgot how to operate my phone that's fine Wait, it's minor details. You don't need to learn how to moderate your, or navigate your phone. It's only like, I it's only your job. It's only my job. <laughs> Karaoke contenders. Okay. okay. I, the first song on the list is Need You Now by Lady A. I feel like I could like, that's like sure. a Southern song that like, yeah. You get, you your know. heart's broken. Yeah. 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 I okay. feel like, like that, that could pass a vibe check. Uh-huh. The most dramatic that I could possibly be in my like theatrics would be if I were to absolutely slay shallow. <gasps> oh, why? Right. You know, and everybody's like, "Excuse me, ma'am." Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we were we were in Florida. Oh, duet karaoke situation is also okay. Fun. So that's another option. So I'm like, okay, well, if somebody's gonna duet with me, so I asked Nick, and I was like, hey, you know, you're also a big introvert guy. What would you know <laughs> if I were to drag you on stage with me in a hypothetical situation? What are we gonna do? Uh -huh. And so our duet song would be Neon Moon, the Casey Musgraves version. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Me, you, Nick, and Jacob need to go because it would be me with three full introverts. Uh -huh. And then I'd be like, I'll buy you a drink. It's gonna be great. Neon Moon for you, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Another, I feel like any Kelly Clarkson song, oh, you could totally. just absolutely run with it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being the millennial that I am because of you, I really oh. feel like I could just convince everyone through enough stage presence. These are all like power ballads too. I know, I think that's who I, I think that's when I, I get up there, it's gotta be something In your substantial, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> Another duet that I think that we could slay is uh, 
it's your love. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I think that any of the ones that you can sing from that list that would involve the crowd, it's mm-hmm. over. Like, you're right. you're torching the roof. It's over for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, because that's the key to karaoke. You can't get up there to like. And sing a song no one knows. Or to perform. Like, right. it's not like that. This is a this is a crowd mm-hmm. project. Like, we're mm-hmm. all in this together. Right. And at some we're point. We're all in this night, together. You got to read the room and you're like, okay at least 12 of these people have reached the point of the evening that they are in their feels. Like, let's rally. Let's, <laughs> let's sing about it. And I feel like that's where I could just come in and be like, Hey, it's me. I got you. About to move you to tears. <laughs> um, my current favorite, I'm going to be brief about mine, but I was really proud of myself because I read two books on vacation. What'd you read? I read trash, not trash, but like fiction uh-huh. because I don't read for knowledge I read for pleasure period like I don't right same I don't I will retain nothing if I'm needing to learn from this book Um, but I read November 9th by Colleen Hoover and her vibe is normally have you read it no but I know a lot of people are about her um a lot of people are about her and there are a couple I have only read one of her books and it was a little bit on the risque side for me good story but like just a little far a couple of the the moments Uh um this, so I went into this one with fear and trepidation on that realm. Um, the best story blew my head off. I was not prepared, could not stop talking about it. I was sad when it was over. And while we were there, my friend was like, well, I don't have a book. Can I read this? She read it in a day, like wow. in like four hours on the beach. And I was like, that was so fast. And she was like, I'm a fast writer. And she was like, but this is the best book. So like what made it good? Was it like relationship building plot twist? Um, like- it is a lot of character development okay, okay. and it's done on a pretty individual. And I there see, was, she's like the plot twist. I had to be careful. I, had, yeah. I felt like it could have been a tongue <laughs> twister, but she is like the plot twist queen apparently. Mm-hmm. And her first book that I read had a great one, which I don't, I don't mind. I like that mm-hmm. element of, ah, I didn't see that coming. Um, and it had a plot twist, but it was it was resolved at the end in a way that made me feel so good about having spent my time reading the book. And the story was just great. Like, it was a good, good book. So November 9th, Colleen Hoover. Swipe up. Get your copy today. Perfect. It was so good. That's awesome. It's my favorite part. Um, I have an Audible account because I'm an audiobook girly. I don't have time to just sit and hold a book. And so I just got my new credit today. And Ooh. so I just downloaded a book. Okay. Um, I'm a big fantasy yeah. book kind of girly. Like there's got to be like dragons and like oh, nonsense yeah. creatures. Because I can't read anything that's too close to life. Like I can't, sure. I can't do self-help. I used to do like Enneagram coaching things. And so um, like it, that's kind of in my brain. Like I can't do like lot, like how to optimize your life. No. I can't do any of that. So like it has to be another realm of reality yeah. for me to read it so mm-hmm. that's exciting look girls but then on the car rides and stuff i don't do audio i mean i don't listen to podcasts tree of trust i don't listen to podcasts wow. i know right uh but i don't i would rather be listening to music like it's weird like i need yeah. it's a, a weird stimulation thing so yeah i'm either always listening to music podcast or an audiobook nice all times and you're gonna go listen to yourself oh my god <laughs> Ah, okay. Hey, future it. Chelsea. <laughs> Calm down. You sound great. Okay, this is my favorite part of the show. It's time to get in the tree of trust. I've, I've been going. You go first. I've been going. Okay.
I'm going to go first. Mine is more vulnerable this week than it has been the last couple of weeks. But I appreciated your kid birthday party one. Yeah, I, I know. I know you would because mom's I appreciated out there. Your moms who don't play. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, that is a that is a popular uh, opinion Hot apparently. Yeah. But um, we just got to say it first so that other people don't feel alone. Um, anyway, mine is a little bit more vulnerable than it has been in the last couple of weeks because mine were petty. I think I was in vacation mode last week and. Didn't want to go to birthday parties anymore ever again uh, the week before that. But um, I I think that with vacation and having been off for a week, um, anything you come back into in your life after a period of not doing anything can feel, feel super overwhelming and anxious. And so a lot of the times um, it, it's hard for me to sort what my feelings are when I come back to a situation where I just have a lot of things that need to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a harder time kind of like compartmentalizing or deciding what's on fire or prioritizing because it's just like I, w- I was making a joke earlier. It's like juggling like mm-hmm. I've just got to keep them all mm-hmm. up here. And so that creates a sense of anxiousness for me. And it's not it's not imposed by anybody other than myself. Um, and then when I feel like I'm not able to get the things done or I've not just killed it or I've not gone over and beyond in parenting work wife relational then I'm I sucketh at life like you might as well just stamp it on her like she doesn't belong here she's not worthy she's not valuable um so oftentimes I equate um value and worth with what I can contribute or what I can do and I have to earn we t- I've talked about mm-hmm. and I think in the mother hustler episode it was like I have to earn rest mm-hmm. if I earn it then I'm worthy yeah. of it and so I often translate the same thing back to like, I have to hustle to be valuable and to be worthy. And that is false. Like you cannot spend your life operating like that Mm -hmm. because it's not real. Like, and so yesterday I was just in a weird place of like, I am not worth a, you know what? Let's just fold her up. I'm Mm going to pack my things. (laughs) Get on the road. And it was this very weird self-talk literal all day of going what's true what's not true what is anxiety what is hormones what is hunger what Mm -hmm. is tired like what is all of this and so it was like I almost had to just come to a good stopping point and just chunk the day in the trash Mm -hmm. like I need to go nine nights and then Mm -hmm. hopefully by in the morning then I will feel better about myself so that was me. Did it work? Did it reset your system? Um, I think what it did is I don't necessarily know that I feel better like in my feelings, but I do think it allowed me to kind of clear my brain and come up with a plan of like how I'm going to press the pause button and mm-hmm. still be able to function. Like I don't ever want to be, I don't want to block my feelings, but I can't live there because I won't get squat done if I do um but just honor them when they come up and then get back to doing what I have to do because I can't lay in the bed for the next three days um so I felt like I had a little bit more of a plan and Mm -hmm. having had that like self-aware moment of like light bulb this just isn't the reality of the situation Mm -hmm. I can kind of repeat that to myself like hey remember when you realized that you were x y or z Mm -hmm. And it all felt on fire, but it wasn't actually on fire. Like, that's probably the same thing for today. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of, it's crazy, but I talk to myself a lot, like, in my head of sorting through why I'm doing what I'm doing. Right. Why it feels so heavy. 
what I can do to help um, and planning and preparing and right. having a course of action is super helpful for me. So today I was like, I'm doing this and I'm doing this first. Mm-hmm. And when I'm done with this, I'm going to move on to this yeah. thing. Um, in the morning, if my girls are on top of each other, calling each other's eyes out, this is the way I'm going to right. approach it. So just preparation helps with like fear mm-hmm. in, in general for me. Um, and then shame is stupid and it is the looming butthole that right for real that I literally had to fight every single moment of my life so mm-hmm. I'm used to her she's up there all the time yeah I would say this like uh, that's not necessarily my tree of trust but like I've been in I've been on that branch you yeah. know what I mean like trying to decide if it's like <laughs> are, your we, reference. are we gonna do like a little womp womp or are we gonna like waller in this mm-hmm. and I will say like in like my growth of like you know who I've become in time is that, okay, I can internalize and come up with a system, mm-hmm. but then the shame is still lingering, and I got to verbally process that with my people. So yeah. they'll be like, oh, my God, that's insane. Why would you ever think that about yourself? That's not true. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, now that I've said it out loud mm-hmm. and you have said the opposite, I see I see that now. Yeah. But, like, in feelings land, it's like, what do you mean? Of course this is real. What do you mean? It's like Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> like, what? There's a Cheshire cat. That's my shame cat over there. What are you talking about? It's real. <laughs> Can't you see her? Yeah. <laughs> no, I had a moment this morning where I got to do that and it was just super healing and it was that whole like you're not alone I have felt and thought the same things and I I felt better after that too so um anyway if you don't have people that get it then I'm so sorry because otherwise it would be a very lonely very lonely road to be like I don't know what you're talking about I've never felt like that before Right. weirdo <laughs> yikes and then to that i would be like you're a weirdo yeah back at do you. you not have a soul yeah. defense mechanism <laughs> uh, back at you <laughs> maybe you should I see somebody vulnerable. about <laughs> okay what's your tree of trust i would say my tree of trust so next week is my birthday yeah i get i'm, I'm a big feeling kind of girly uh i get real reflective yeah. every year i'm like what is my legacy what do I have to show for myself? I've lived 365 days. I've got another Lord willing 365 ahead of me. Like, you know, where have we been? Where are we going? Sort of energy. I love that about you. And so I would say that's like, uh, that's kind of what I'm processing through right now. And kind of what I've been telling people or finding myself saying out loud to people is this reoccurring theme of like, I think I'm making in my thirties, middle school Chelsea so proud of like who I am and just like the you know you hear people say like when I turn 30 everything changed like yeah for sure it does but internally in your mind and in your feelings and through your lived experiences you just kind of like learn 20s is all about this like expectation hustle of like oh my god these are the expectations of society these Mm. are expectations of my parents these are expectations of my peers whether explicitly spelled out, implied, or just like systematically, like these are the hoops you have to jump through. Or the expectations on myself. Like this is what I thought I would do. Yeah, self-imposed. Yeah. And so like, I just remember in my twenties thinking like, I've got to have it figured out. I like even having like this prideful mentality of like, I have it figured out. And then you turn 30 and you're like, what? nobody knows anything <laughs> this was a joke guys, guy what do you mean there's more than one way to go about life what <laughs> and so gosh yeah so uh, this year i'll be turning 32 i believe that math is correct um usually my daughters correct me <laughs> have to do have to have to count on your right. fingers 
and so it's like, okay, you know, kind of settled into this somewhat at this point. And it's just like, I think like, and when I think about it, I'm like, gosh, middle school, Chelsea was so like nerdy, dorky, like whatever. I'm nodding my head. Like, I don't, I don't, I mean that like, yes, you were, yeah. I don't have a clue what middle well, school I, was. I mean, I truly was. It's like, uh, like I was really nerdy, but it's like, I don't want people to know that I'm kind of nerdy, but now it's like, no, I mean, like, I kind of like hobbits, you guys, like <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I am a hobbit. Get on board. It's Listen, fine. Once you learn about second breakfast, you know, then right. you're like, what, what's a hobbit? That's cool. Uh, <laughs> I want to get on this train. <laughs> but it's Where like are the hobbits like, living? Because <laughs> I don't feel like I have to like filter necessarily or like shape shift who I am for people's acceptance or like to, to meet some sort of expectation or requirement upon my life. Like I'm a big introvert girly. My home is like very important to me. We just moved into a new house and I yes. have been like like so invested in like creating like this safe and cozy vibe and like as as a middle school kid I would constantly rearrange my bedroom like that was how I like emotionally processed things mm -hmm. like okay my life is crazy but I can do this with my space to change and like help support like what I'm feeling in this season or in this moment and not understanding that at the time but like now like gosh middle school Chelsea who's like sketching out like this is like would be a cool like way yeah. to design a room or whatever I'm like living that and like, you know, this is my home for my children and like that I share with my husband and that we invite friends into. Wild. And so it's like middle school Chelsea would be like, this is so cool. Yeah. Like you put a disco ball in the girls playroom. Like that's so cool. And yeah. I just think that she would be super proud of like the way I'm using my creative energy and the way that I'm supporting my husband in his creative endeavors. Like totally. I've always been a big artsy girly. And now I have these two daughters who like, you know, I drew this and it's like, that is so cool. And yeah. just like having an art gallery for them in the house. And so just sort of doing all these things that feel very honoring of middle school me, which at the time felt like I'm kind of ashamed of like who I am, like who this like core version of me is compared yeah. to like the, the social realm of my peers. And I think being in my thirties is just like, I don't freaking care. No. Like I want to wear what I want to wear. I want to listen to what I want to listen to. If you think it's weird, I want to watch shows that I want to watch. Yeah. If they're not cool to you, whatever. Like yeah. I, that's just kind of like when I'm reflecting, like I just think that like this past year I've really made little me like proud of who I've become. So that just kind of is what I've been reflecting on. I love that. And so. I love to think about like, you can never imagine what your life is going to be like. Ever. And then to have that moment of gratitude where you're like, gosh, this is so cool. Like getting to do this and that like, you've already left a legacy, like with your kids and created that space and encouraged them in their giftedness. And all of that sort of thing. You have, you know, have a husband and like support, you all support one another, that there's so much to be said about mm -hmm. that. And one thing, knowing just being a little bit ahead of you, the thirties only get better in that respect. Yeah. And it's been so much fun to just care less and less and less. Mm -hmm. And, um, one thing that I've noticed is as you create those boundaries for yourself and you stop, it can get lonely at times because some people just don't get it. Right. Gosh. And like, you know, thinking through middle school. Sorry, that sounds discouraging. No, it's not. But I mean, you know, we talked about this like literally moments ago of like, you know, having that core community and that group of friends that sort of hype you up or like filter through the garbage and be like, hey, no, that's you're actually a treasure. Like, that's not really what reality is taking place. And in middle school, I went to a super small school. There's like maybe 50 in our graduating middle school like group or whatever. 
And so my community was my church group friends. And, uh, you know, that was established in like sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And of these, like, I'm going to just ballpark eight girls. We all still like DM each other, message each other, like at least three of them. Like we talk on a semi-regular basis. And so, you know, having, and and I do that now, it's like, I'm not going to just my, the way that the Lord has made me, I'm not going to go out here and be besties with 800 different people. Like I'm going to pour intentionally Mm -hmm. into a small community. And, and like, that's what I did in middle school. And I'm I'm like reflecting on my life. And that's what I have now is like, I have a, I have a, a, like a life group of people Mm -hmm. that like, I'm going to love you 110%. And like, I will literally do anything for you and the same, like the same friends. And so that's kind of like what I was doing in middle school. And that's what I'm doing now. And having those people to like, say like, Hey, like, you know, I'm doing it too. Or like, I see you. It's just, it's just invaluable. Yeah. My husband gets, are you wing five? Oh, big wing five. Cause my husband gets that way at his, at Jacob's a five, I think. Um, but he gets that way around his birthday. Like he likes mm-hmm. to reflect, but I don't think he wings four. So I don't, maybe it's a five thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just curious. I'm thinking out loud because he gets super reflective on I his birthday. I feel like the feelings side of it is like big four energy. Yeah. Um, mm, interesting. I'll have, to invest, I'll have to investigate, pun intended. Yeah, that you, I mean, gosh, you can ask any of like my best friends that like, wow, Chelsea, Chelsea definitely gets in her feelings on her birthday. She has a PowerPoint yeah. of her feelings oh right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think they would all be like, most of my friends are not like big, big feelers. Yeah. Uh, I should prank them when we get together for my birthday and be like, hey guys, this year we're doing a PowerPoint presentation. Buckle <laughs> <Like>, up. <laughs> my year in review year in review oh my god i really think that i'm gonna do it okay don't you didn't hear it here don't tell don't give her secret well this will be posted after yeah oh (laughs) right fancy perfect all right so let's get into the meat of it i always have a little bit of sadness whenever i move into this part because i love just kind of riffing and i like but at the same at the same time um this podcast is about women in leadership people that are doing different things in different different fields we've talked about entrepreneurship we've talked about branding we've talked about um other marketing efforts and i wanted to have you on because uh, we here at Bird business lab offer social media services to small businesses um but you get to be in marketing and that area for a business um and run the the ship if you will there Mm -hmm. i'm sure in a lot of different ways um and so I wanted to have you on so that we could provide a resource just as far as like what you dig, what you don't dig, what's helped you, um, what your journey's been like. I think that there are a lot of misconceptions whenever it comes to social media. Um, and I always like to bury that because I'm practical if I'm nothing mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And there are some practical practice, practical practices that you can put in place with social media that we've learned a lot about, sure. but I'm sure you mm-hmm. have too. And so I'll ask you to just start by introducing where you work at, um, kind of what your background was and how you found your way into what you do now. Yeah. So I work for Switters Ice Coffee Microbrewery. We're based in Nashville. Did I say Franklin? I said Franklin. But it's okay. I mean, we got coffee in Franklin. Sorry. It's okay. I mean, surrounding area. Yes. Uh, The Tri-City no, that, no, no. Take scratch that. <laughs> it's Nashville. I will make sure it's right in the notes. Uh, but yeah, so we we are all, we say we're all the fun of a of a microbrewery. Like when you think of like going to tour like a beer brewery, uh, we just brew 
coffee instead of beer. So we have like the big tanks, like all the pipes, the hoses, like it looks like you walked into a beer brewery. It's just a different product going into the machineries and the mechanisms. So we make uh, iced coffee in cans and in like pouches on tap. And I remember in the pandemic, I was teaching preschool and I had two small children that I stayed home with prior to that. And I just kind of looked around and I was like, I think I'm a little bit done with small children. I yeah. think I'm at my max capacity totally for fair. this. Um, and my husband was like, well, what are you passionate about? Like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I will literally do anything. I'll go work at Starbucks. I'll serve people coffee. I'll go like, I'll go work at a tap room and like, I'll slide somebody like a pint. Like that's like, whatever. I literally do not care what I do. I'm going to do whatever I do like to 110%. But I have a, I have a fine arts degree. And so I have all this creative energy and this creative mindset that I approach the world with. And it just took, you know, letting somebody know that like, you know, I'm on the market, like I'm interested in like exploring what my options are. This is what I have to offer the world. And I'm willing to humble myself and be a learner. And so my husband met with uh, a a friend for lunch and was like, yeah, you know, Chelsea's looking to like, see, you know, this is what's going on in her life. And he was like, uh, well, would she ever want to come work for us? And Nick texted me. I was like, absolutely. So I, I'm literally doing the two things that I was like, okay, coffee, like tap room, like I, I will serve literally anyone, anything. And I'm doing that, but I'm also doing the creative, um, side of it. And so it has just been like the biggest blessing. Absolutely love and adore my boss, Sherry. She's the owner and founder of Switters. And I work with, uh, the biggest handball, Adam Nunley, and uh, we also have Rob, who brews the coffee. He and I are uh, kindred spirits in terms of introvert energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have uh, Nicole Buckley, DJ Dan's wife, who um, who does some sales things. And so we're just a really small group that just feels like family. Yeah. And I absolutely love working there. And so I, I was brought on to do social media. And I remember meeting with them and being and asking them like, what are your needs? Like, what is your goal? Like what position really am I trying to fill? Mm -hmm. Um, and they didn't have anybody who was necessarily solely focused on social media or marketing or anything like that. And so, um, everyone just kind of like took their turn at like managing the situation. And so, um, I just went in like, okay, I'm going to learn everything I can learn. Um, and I'm going to observe everything. Cause I mean, it's just a lot to learn. I, I didn't go to college for marketing or right. business. And Same. so there's just a lot that you just had to absorb. And then you take on like coffee industry terminology sure. and the fact that it's an innovative product. And so what does that process look like? And like learning how it's unique to other processes. And so, um, really just spent several months just being a sponge and yeah. just taking on all the information. I think that's one thing. Um, not to interrupt, but like going into a field, there has to be an acclimation period where you just like bathe in the language and the environment so that you have a great understanding of the best way to attack your job. Right, right. And so I just remember like, you know, I'll absorb like, well, that seems revolutionary to me. I should probably post about on, that on social media so that people know about that as well. And that's sort of my approach for a while. And then, you know, I just had, you know, and Nick is the same way. And like, we just like multifaceted people who have a lot of different skill sets. And it, 
if we don't know how to do something, we're going to YouTube university as we call it at our house. Totally. Um, We're going to learn and figure it out. Like I'm not too prideful to be like, I don't know how to do that. And then call it a day. Like, okay, I can figure it out. Like I can like DIY this situation. And if I can't DIY it, I'm going to find whoever is smarter than me in the room and go to them. And so um, then, you know, uh, you know, communicating like, hey, like, you know, I can design things if you want me to design things. And I remember the first thing that I made for Switters was like a tabletop sign and some little email list sign up papers and, you know, you know, just, you know, test in the waters like this. I'm a creative person. Let me use my skills and abilities to create things for you. If it takes it off of your plate, then I'm happy to help like, grow the team and and the brand and the company um and so then I started designing things and doing social media so so was it like um my my can my question would be what did you find yourself like creating consistency with like the vibe and the messaging between social media and anything you were designing or printing and that's what I was trying to marry the two is just um you know there was a lot of different um Uh, building out like what is the story of the company and what are we providing Mm -hmm. and just retaining all that information and sort of becoming like the human iteration of like a Venn diagram of like I'm hearing you say x and this and the the middle the 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 uniform piece is this so let's run with that moving forward and sort of becoming more or less like a brand curator for the first little stint that that I would describe as like phase one um And just listening, like, okay, I'm hearing you say you want to do this. So let's change how we're approaching X, Y, and Z to include that. So, you know, we want to be fun. Like, let's bring in more bright, colorful colors, like, to to communicate that. And, like, you know, like, we want to educate people about our product. Okay, well, let's start using, like, more, like, educational content pieces or whatever. Um, And including more educational content on print designs that will be in front of people or go into um, their their uh, online orders and their boxes and things. And so, um, and I think having it filtered through one point of contact instead of everyone all hands on deck totally. kind of consolidated what that vision or execution looked like. And so things began to look a little bit more uniform Um, and then everyone was able to see like, okay, like she can, she can take on this task. And so I'm like, okay, well, and it's, I've described it as like an inchworm of like, initially the momentum is slow because you've got to learn and you've got to develop and then you stretch out and you run like, wow, I'm like busting through this. Like I've got this locked down. And so, um, from there, like, uh, taking on, um, uh, like becoming like a hype girl. Like I've, I'm hearing you say this, like, yes, like let's do that. And let's run with that. And, uh, last fall, our, our team took some time and was looking at all these images of this like space, um, this Hubble, not Hubble, the James Webb telescope images. Yeah. And my boss was like, man, that's so cool. That would be so cool to make a coffee that tastes like space. I'm like, dude, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's make it like, I'll design it. Like we'll have this rocking and rolling. And so like with, it was such a short turnaround, but it's like, I've heard, I've heard you say all of these things. Like we can, we can execute this. Like I can do this and you can do this and we can all pull this together. And so we created a seasonal, not even really a seasonal, but it was just a, a fun flavored coffee for the month of August only. And it sold out like so quickly because people were like bought into the story of it and how unique it was. Yeah. Um, 
and and I got to do product design, so I designed the label for that product. And did then, you ever imagine? No, and it's like like be, being that hype girl saying like we can totally execute this, we can do this. Like I've got you. Like I have this skill set. Um, and then turning around and doing that again with our fall seasonal flavor, we um, rebranded a, a recipe that they had used before and to uh, Elm Hill Spice. And so creating a new label design for that, that was also wildly successful and people loved it. Yeah. And so it's like, let's keep riding this momentum. Like, let's keep creating things that people are hi- hype and excited about. Yeah. And um, like, I never thought I would design a label for a can, like, good product. Like, that's wild. That's so cool. I think that what I hear you saying, and a thing that I love about you and the way that your brain works is, I would consider you to be very much a creative. Um, but in my experience with working with creatives, it's like they can have all these, like, in the stratosphere dreams, and they need somebody to bring it back down and, like, put it on paper. Like, now we need to do da 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 da, da. But what I hear you saying is that you were able to be like hype girl but then also this is what we're doing first um and I think going back to like consistency and messaging it sounds like a lot of the times people are like I don't want to put I don't know what to post on on social media so I'll just post this random meme or Mm a menu item or a happy Friday or whatever Mm -hmm. we create pillars like at bro business lab it's important to us that we use these three pillars and we consistently post content around these three pillars because this is what we're about. This is what we value. This is what we want to communicate. And so the fact that you were able to kind of like take these ideas Mm -hmm. and wrangle the cats and bring it home and then create the consistency so that people know what to expect when they interact with your product or your brand. Right. And so, you know, as I took on a little bit more responsibility within the company in terms of uh, design, social media, uh, my time was now divided. And so I'm now either doing social media posting or product design. Mm -hmm. And so I had to be really choosy about what I'm posting. So I can't just listen to all these people that are like, you need to post like three times a week and like, Like, okay, well, this is how many hours a week I work and I have to be very choosy and, what is the, what is my best? Yes. And also like, what's my best? Yes. For the company, for my time. Totally. And so if I know that this needs to be a finished and polished design, well, guess what? Like I might not post this week. So now how do I be more choosy and mindful and when I'm posting and what I'm posting that it's, I'm not just posting dumb stuff just for the sake of saying, like, exactly. I'm throwing it out there into the internet. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. And so then from there, I'm like, you why don't I just take on emails? I'll just send out emails to people. Like that's marketing, right? Like yeah. I still want to communicate to the people because they might not see a post Yeah, on social media. Everybody does. We, we say people still do, do business in their inbox. Absolutely. They, they have and it right there. And that, I mean, that's what we saw. Like I'm going to start out small and everything that I've done at Sweaters, I'm like, let's just bite off one piece and then we'll, we'll research and develop and then go from there. And like, I'm just going to do a monthly newsletter. I just want people to know where we're at in town and like those content pillars of like, I want people to know where to find us. Cause that's what they ask is like, Oh my gosh, iced coffee. Where can I find you? It's yeah. In the news, it's in the monthly newsletter. Yeah. Um, and like, what's going on? Like when's a new flavor? Because you, 
you really do want to like your grandmama's picture and like comment on your bestie's vacation. Like you might not always necessarily care about the post of a business unless it's funny or engaging or, you know, um, it feels, if it feels like family or it feels like somebody that like I'm bought into this. doesn't look Um, like a stock photo with like crappy text over it. Yeah. Or like, it's gotta be like a cool vibe, you know? And so, uh, you know, giving that information in email. So taking on that. And so now my time is a little bit more divided into like all these different categories. And so really just a running theme and with my time at Switters has just been like, what do you need from me that I have skill set in and how can I serve you and use my skills to provide that? And if it falls underneath this umbrella of it's a visual thing or it's promoting the company in a digital space, like, let me take ownership of that for you. Let me take that off of your plate and like, let's, let's, let's run with it. And then. Um, I've, I've been joking with my friends, you know, we have these like, um, like meetings where like, okay, things should slow down like in the next couple of months. Cause you know, and it hasn't ever since I've been there, it's like, uh, it's, it's just kind of comical at this point. Cause I'm like, okay, it's going to be crazy for a minute. You know, we've, we've, we've done X, Y, and Z and then it'll slow down and I'll, and I'll you know, re- reset and reestablish. And so, you know, we did three seasonal flavors back to back last fall from August until December. We had three unique product designs, three unique flavors. And I was like, you know, it's winter. Yeah. It'll slow down. Like, you know, no, I'll, I'll, I'll catch my breath. Nope. Because I'm thinking ahead of like, okay, well, new year. Like, what are we going to, let's, let's cast a vision. Yeah. So I'm spinning my wheels doing that. I'm like, why don't we just redo the website? So doing a little, now I've got to research, like, how do you, you know, do a Shopify website yeah. and take that on? Um, because if it's intuitive, like people want that and like, how do we best get the information in yeah. front of the people? And so it fell underneath that umbrella of like a visual marketing thing. And so I was like, let, let me do this for you guys and see how it goes. And if you don't like it, you don't have to launch the website, you know? Yeah. And so taking on that and doing that and then shortly after having a conversation sitting around and saying, why don't we just change the look of our product entirely? Because (laughs) you're like, you know what? I think we should just tear it down and start from scratch. Let's just. But I think it's in a concerted effort. Right. Because it's like, you know, we're doing all this colorful, bright stuff. And like we knew we wanted to uh, maybe pivot towards a printed can. We didn't want to use like a sticker label, which means you know, there's additional real estate to design around. And so what does that look like? And then just me raising my hand and be like, I can do that. I'll do that for you. I'll learn how to do that and figure it out. And so, um, you know, getting that launched and rocking and rolling so that when iced coffee season, summertime, uh, kicks off, we have this new product like to, to ship out. It's not the, the coffee itself has never changed. It's delicious black coffee, but the, the way it's packaged is entirely different. And like people got really excited about that and still are excited about that. Yeah. And just watching the company grow and shift and, uh, just pivoting two degrees of like, how can we continue to get the ball moving and how can I use my unique skill sets and yeah. abilities? And even if I don't have that skill set yet, what am I going to do to learn and equip myself in the meantime, in the between time yeah. so that like I can continue to run this marathon? I think that that is the um, nature of marketing in general. Like yeah. it is always something that you have to adapt to and you can get so 
stuck in a certain, like you can't be the person that's like, this is the way that we do it. And this is the only way that we do it. You, you just can't, like you won't make it. And so, sorry, I'll have to edit that out. I have so many Diet Coke burps. Um, all of that to say it's a moving train and you can either stay on the moving train and keep up with what's going on mm-hmm. or look like a stink pot because you are an old lady and you can't stick with the times. Like it's, there's always something new happening. There's always area for growth. There's mm-hmm. always area for learning and you have to be willing to try new things and take risks. Right. And, and the platforms change, mm-hmm. you know, like Instagram will change. Facebook will change. Like, even like what you're working with will change. Like, yeah. okay, well, you know, Photoshop came out and they've changed, you know, formatting in X, Y, and Z or Canva has these new Do you features. have like a full cry when something like that happens? Cause no, because I just don't, I don't cling. I, I'm, I'm not scared by change. That yeah. doesn't like make me squirrely. Um, in terms of like task execution, like I'm fine. Like, let's just, let's just roll with it, you know? And so I'm not like, Oh no. Like when I, I used to click over here and this was here and now it's gone. I'm like, Oh, like what cool bag of tricks do you have over here now? See, I'm like, I hate you. You got out of your place. You little (laughs) stink. Get back where you belong. Yeah, and I mean, gosh, like in the past year, like they announced threads. And so there's yeah. like the creation of entirely new platforms. And like, what does that mean for our company? How do we want to use this? Do we want to use this? And just kind of like vetting, you know, all these different platforms, all these different like possibilities. Yeah. And just being choosy of like, you know, this really isn't for us, for our product or for, you know, what service we provide. And just being that filter, that, that curation of this is our best. Yes. Like I've, I've, I've looked at this or I'm not so sure about this. Let's try it out for a little while yeah. and then pivot. If it's, if it works, it works. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, cause you can always, it's nothing so permanent that you can't change it. Like yeah. you might have a social media strategy. You might have an email marketing strategy. You might have like all these processes, but like, you know, they're not, they're not Bible. Like you don't have to like swear allegiance to them and you can pivot. And like, that's just, I've, I've been in a state of somewhat perpetual pivoting of just finessing. I would say like, what is, what's good for sweaters and how can I use my skills? Totally. I have three questions. Yeah. Maybe four, three for sure. Okay. What tool are you currently using that makes your job work faster and not harder? Listen, very controversial. Old chubby chat. Yeah. GPT. I call him Chad. Yeah. Um, We use Jasper. Because I, I will say nothing that I'm actually doing to it's me. Jarvis now, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. From a, uh-huh, uh-huh, Iron Man. Uh-huh. Uh, the things that I do, I don't think of them as challenging because I'm like, okay, this is a fun, creative project that like scratches an itch in my brain. The challenge for me is the transition between tasks. It is difficult for me to go from uh, Adobe InDesign, like mentality of creating and layouts to what are words? Yeah. And, and so, time. What is time? What is time? Yeah. So really, I, uh, when um, I started dabbling in that, I don't remember, I, I think I went to a network event and someone was like, yeah, I use ChatGPT. And I was like, I think I have permission to like use the big yeah. scary thing that everyone's like, this is going to change the world. But yeah. like, you have to babysit that thing. Like it totally. is not going to take my job from me. Like nope. it says the dumbest stuff sometimes. I'm like, honey, you tried your best. But like, we're Good not. Job, buddy. Um, but it, it really does. It feels like I'm verbally processing digitally and yeah. it feels like, 
Um, I have a coworker to just kind of bounce ideas off, off of and be like, yeah, you know what? Actually wording it that way is a little bit better. I'll take what you have and or tweaking. Yeah. And tweaking, uh, which you never really want to like copy and paste anyways. No. But, um, but yeah, like it, it's just a good tool. I feel like when my brain is like, I don't have words for today mm-hmm. or so. it's all run together because I'm trying to commute. I'm trying to plan content for a month mm-hmm. and I think I've said this already and it's, it's just like having an idea, mm-hmm. plugging it in and getting some perspective and then cleaning it up and making it your own yeah. is super helpful because it's just what are words? There's so many words right. all the time. Right. And you know, when I, when I started taking on like doing some blog posts to try to boost some like, uh, SEO word keyword search things. It's like, let's start doing some blog posts. So like I'll type out a blog post and I'll say, Hey, I typed up this thing. And I mean, gosh, if you have the time and energy and you're interested in using this tool, you can research life hacks and tips. Oh, totally. So I'm like, Hey, I wrote this blog post. Like, you know, you know, how, how would you rewrite it using like X, Y, Z tone? This is who I'm trying to target. And then these are my non-negotiable things that I want to be communicated. Right. I'm like, Oh my gosh, the way that you said that was actually a pretty cool idea. I'm going to like, you know, tweak this around. So it's like, I'm going to write the first draft. Yeah. You're going to do whatever you do with draft two and then we'll have three and out the door. It's a concerted effort. Yeah, it's a group (laughs) effort. Um, But I love that tool and I'm not ashamed to say I love Canva. Yeah, we love Canva too. Um, You know, people can be a little passy, aggressive, like judgy about, oh, you use Canva. I truly use both. I use Photoshop. I use Canva. I use it all. But guess what? I'm one, I'm one gal. Uh, I'm a working mom. And I don't have time for trying to prove to somebody that I'm somebody. And if I can do it in Canva in five minutes, like I'm, I'm not too proud to use Canva and we gotta, we gotta stop with the Canva stigma. Yeah. So I do use Canva a lot. That's a really helpful tool. Um, what else? I love Google keep. It's like post-its for your computer. Josh uses that. I love it. I love it. I tried whatever that one app that everyone talked about for like note-taking for work. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that. Mm -mm. That doesn't work for me. Um, But again, it's just like, you know what? Let me try that out. Nope, not for me. I know what works for me. So um, those are three things that kind of hold my life together on a daily basis. Yeah. Second question. Um, we we, We have several different types of social media services that we offer our clients. Um, and we always tell people there are multiple different approaches that you can take to social media. One of them being like a portfolio and mm-hmm. information hub, like, uh, I, I'm 37 years old. And if you have a t-shirt shop in Murfreesboro, I'm going to look two places. I'm going to look on Google and I'm going to look on Instagram. For sure. Nobody, there's no specific order to that, mm-hmm. but I'm looking at both of those places. And so, the accounts that I'm drawn to are the ones that have a personality that have a face. But a lot of the times, some companies that we work with just literally just need an information hub. Mm-hmm. They need a presence. They need consistency. But we are so very big on not just having that, but the biggest and most important thing with social media is engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a process to that. Mm-hmm. There are tried and true methods. So um, I see your social media account being a very social one. You're a social person. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get your team involved. We want to see your face. We're starting to see that sort of thing. So like what has been the biggest thing that you've been able to do that you see? And I'm not talking numbers. I'm just talking about engaging people Mm -hmm. in your audience on social media. Yeah. My thought process through approaching social media has been this. Uh, You have to go, you have to zoom out and go big first and think, okay, ultimately we're, we're trying to, um, 
we're trying to sell a product. Yeah. And okay, how how are people going to buy the product? Well, we would love for them to shop online. So I don't I don't ever want Instagram to feel like our company's website. Yeah. I want. And, and that's just Instagram. And I don't want to be so hyper-focused on Instagram that I don't know how to um, cross over that type of content to other platforms. And sure. knowing, like, this is your lane and this is where you belong. Um, we've started doing, uh, we've started taking on some stuff on Pinterest just because when people get on Pinterest, they already have that planning to buy mentality. Um, and it's just a great hub for, like, food and drink recipes. And we, Totally. We, it's iced coffee. Like, I mean, when you look up like, um, SEO for iced coffee, people want to know recipes and they want to know like cool coffee. And mm-hmm. so, um, how do we get in front of that type of, uh, that type of viewer that's wanting to know about iced coffee, like the thing that we provide. And so my approach to our, ins- to our social media and specifically our Instagram has been like, I just want to be fun. I want when you, I want you to learn something and just to have fun. And so that's kind of how I've pivoted and approaching it in 2023 is, um, I don't want it to feel like our website. I don't, I want you to go to our website for website. Sure. I want you to know. They serve two very different purposes. About the people. I want you to know about Sherry. I want you to know about Rob. I want you to know about Adam. And I want, sometimes me, you know, so yeah, it's like, you know, I I think that people, and I know that people enjoy seeing the face behind who's making the coffee. And when Adam's roasting coffee, like that's cool. We want to see that when it's canning day, what this looks insane, what is yeah. happening? And it's like the, all the behind the scenes, um, type of things, but then also just education about, you know, the product that we provide people and like, um, it's really cool the, about the coffee. And so I want people to know about that. Yeah. And so approaching it from that standpoint and just making it like as easy to find as possible, the more like, the fewer clicks and just the like as accessible as the information can be, the better. And so that's just kind of how I've approached it of just um, using those different avenues and just knowing like, you know, maybe not everything is for us. And so, you know, it's fun to do some silly videos on TikTok and to be entertaining over there um, and then to, to, to post videos on reels and then, um, just treating threads as sort of like a little billboard advertisement. Um, but then getting on Pinterest and posting to our blog and like read about this really cool coffee from, from Ethiopia. Like, this is so cool. You want to know about this or where else are you going to find a canned decaf iced coffee? Well, here's everything you need to know about our decaf decaf iced coffee and so just knowing what each platform what lane and what purpose it serves and then looking at what we're providing and think okay well how do we how do we put that information in its right little cubby and it's like right little cubicle and building out the strategy from there because if I listen to Joe over here tell me how to do social media that might not necessarily work for what it is that we're doing so I can't let other people boss around I have to be that filter of knowing in my humanity this is what I think is best yeah application for this and then reevaluate like you know what that was a flop let's not let's let's pivot let's do things differently and just having that sense of humility of like okay well let's yeah pivot and roll from here. that's what a lot of people I think um 
and I'll kind of tie this into the last point or the last thing that I was going to ask. I think a lot of people have misconceptions about digital marketing, that it's a one size fit all. And, um, you're going to come into me and you're going to tell me what your business is. And I'm going to be able to give you the perfect prescription for what's just going to like set it off for you. Mm -hmm. Um, but that would be like going, I always use this analogy to a financial advisor and, and me being like, we're going to put all your money in this one area. And this is it. This is the ticket that that would be a terrible financial advisor. And so it's all about diversifying, diversifying your avenues and your platforms, trying new things, because sometimes it's content. Sometimes it's time of day. Sometimes it's ad spend. Sometimes it's your audience. Like it's so many different things and you have to be willing to see what works and what doesn't collect the data find out what it was for you that popped off and then start to invest more time in that area. Right. Or even like not necessarily the right time of year for this type of thing. Right. And just, you know, if, if it's, a, if it has a nugget of a good idea, go put it in a column somewhere, wherever you keep notes on like things that need to live inside your brain. But obviously like you can't recall everything. Right. Um, like, Oh wow. Yeah. That was a really, that that was a good idea. How can we do it differently this time around? Yeah. Try it out. You need to test that out. Um, and see how that goes. Okay. Last question. Yes. I'm so sad. Um, what's your favorite thing that you've like, that you never thought would be your favorite thing about digital marketing and what your job is that you would have had no idea that you just love about your job? Oh my gosh. That's a really hard question. It is. And it's hard because I do like such a variety of different things. That's okay. Um, man. Okay. See, I wish you would have, you know, texted me this ahead of time. I know. I had to I had to pull you one fast. Yeah. It came to me. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna verbally process. It's okay. Uh, I love that. I absolutely when I get in my feelings about it, I absolutely love the people that I work with. And I think that's one thing that makes it so easy about wanting to post behind the scenes because it's like these people are awesome and you should know how, how freaking cool yeah. they are. I mean, we're, uh, Adam is extroverted, but you know, like it's, you know, it's easy to just be like, you know, this is just a dumb thing I do. People don't need to see this, but it's like, no, you are so cool. You bring so much to the table and just everyone just feels like family in a yeah. way that just, um, everyone passes the vibe check. And so, um, it, I just love the team that I work with and I never want to take that for granted because I know that's not everyone's yeah. journey. Cause I mean, you got to work to, to, to pay the bills, you know, and not everyone's coworker is as cool as my coworkers. I and listen, so, our coworkers could have a contest cause that's how I feel about, oh, about Borough Business I don't Lab. Know. I think, I think that we came, it makes, came to it win. impacts your yeah. work ethic and, and I, it's like, it, it makes me happy to hustle and work hard because totally. I know who I'm doing it for and, uh, I just, I, I know that that's not everywhere. And so I'm, I'm deeply appreciative of that. And it's, it, it can be surprising when you hear so many stories of like, well, you know, this is my job and, totally. womp, womp, and I don't have any, womp, womp, you know, I don't either. So don't tell them that I'm going to no. make them think that I make them sweat a little. Oh, you sweat uh, I don't love the work environment. Oh, I love it. It's but so sometimes I, I truly, and then on the product design side of things, I truly have to pinch myself and think. I made that thing that that stranger over there is holding or, you know, uh, sitting at the table and getting feedback from my boss of like, you know, so-and-so said like, you know, when you designed this, it caught their attention and now they're paying attention to what we have to offer. 
And it's incredibly humbling. I never would have thought that, you know, when I sit back and think about what legacy I'm leaving on the world, it's like, I'm, I'm making a thing that's going out into the world that, you know, is getting someone through their morning that they're reaching into their fridge and grabbing this iced coffee. And like, I, I I made that, like I was a part of making it and, you know, uh, it, it was a very small family team effort to make someone's day and, uh, to make a product that just has a lot of integrity and, um, that I could, that I could have the responsibility to make the packaging of it and in a way that makes someone excited about their iced coffee. Not, it's a hard, I mean, iced coffee, who doesn't love iced coffee? People who are like, oh, I don't like hot coffee are like, well, you know, I like iced coffee though. So like, it's just, it's just a fun, really incredible position for me to be in. And I'm truly, truly, truly grateful for, for this journey. And I'm so excited to see like what comes ahead because in my year and a half of being with sweaters, it has like been an incline. And so I just know that like the future for the company is just big and bright. And I'm so excited to be a part of it in, in what, what feels like early on, even though they've been around, uh, since 2000 and I think 14, I think we have a 10 year Annie next year. So, um, I think that caught me by surprise that I would ever, cause, cause I signed on to do social media mm. and just said, I'm willing to do whatever you need me to do. And who knows what that will be in the future. But currently it's just so cool to look around and be like, I'm so thankful to be in good company yeah, and to make something that people really resonate with as like yeah. a creative artistic kind of person. So surprise, 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 surprise. <laughs> Oh, well, this is fun. Yeah. Um, This is what it's like to sit on the couch at my house. This is what we talk about. We don't talk about the business side of things as much, but we can. Motherhood. We relate. We relate on more areas. It's a little weird. It's getting weirder because of your work and all that because we do the same thing. It is. And we have been doing it about the same time and it's weird. And that we look at each other and like, I have the same approach. What? It's great. I love it. Um, Well, Chelsea, thank you for being on. Uh, If you want to find Sweaters Iced Coffee in Nashville. It is wow. on Instagram at Sweaters Coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll make sure to tag Chelsea and Sweaters in the post um, this week. Um, as always, we're thankful that you settled up and decided to listen and be tuning into socials and following episodes uh, for more details, maybe about some events that we've got coming up. Um, but it was a fun day today. So thanks for being with me. Thanks for having me. This is so awesome. I can't wait to listen to it (laughs) in my car. (laughs) All right. Well, as always, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.